The scripture reading for our meditation today is taken from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, the first four verses. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. Be seated. This is such a strange incident recorded for us in the Bible that God takes this prophet Ezekiel out into this valley and it's full of bones, almost like a battlefield where, where people have died hundreds of years earlier and there's just dry bones scattered throughout the floor of this valley. And God is doing this to teach Ezekiel and all of us a lesson about our condition as well as the power that he has put into his word that can create faith in people's hearts. And so this incident is there to teach the prophet something very special about his role as a prophet. And it also teaches us about our roles as hearers as well. So let's just look at a few interesting things from the verses here. We're told that it was a valley full of dry bones. The, the Hebrew here, the Hebrew language is known as being a very, being a very picturesque language. And uh, it, it really describes this, this dryness. You, you couldn't get a more vivid depiction of the condition of a human being's heart before God. Um, not only to be dead, but to be not even just dry, but very dry bones, okay? Very dry bones. Indeed, it says they were very dry. And in other words, you got to think in terms of having had all absolute life sucked out of it. Now, that's a picture that God is giving me and you about our spiritual condition before him on our own. That's the condition that humanity is in. And God is, is using this valley of these dry, scattered bones that are very dry in order to teach us this about ourselves. Uh, sometimes that's hard for us to hear. Um, I've had people talk to me who <clears throat> maybe have an alcoholic in their family, and they want to convince them that they're an alcoholic, but the person is completely living in denial of it. And because of their condition, they are in the worst possible position to be able to evaluate their actual condition. And I've had people tell me that they've actually wanted to videotape or photograph their loved one in their drunken state in order to prove and demonstrate to them what their condition is. In other words, they have to be shown from the outside because their own personal evaluation is so off. Think of that in terms of what, the, what God is doing here with us. Our, because of the sin that permeates each one of our hearts and minds, the, the, the spiritual death that is naturally in us is something we can't understand. 
Human beings, when they evaluate themselves, think that they have something to offer God. That's why in every religion out there, man is told to do something toward God. Because we, by ourselves, self-evaluating, think that we've got something to give to God and to offer God. But when God speaks to us in his word, when he videotapes our condition and actually shows it to us, he says, there's nothing there. There is nothing but very dry death in all of us. And that is really hard for us to hear. And many people want to live in denial of that condition that all of us have because of the fall into sin. In order to emphasize it to the prophet Ezekiel, God even says to him, can these bones live? Do you think it's possible for all these dry, dead bones out here that, by the way, are very dry, for them to actually have life in them? He wants, he wants to make it clear to the prophet and all of us that, that the, the work that's going to come of making them alive has nothing to do with the bones. The work that has to do with making you and me spiritually alive before God has nothing to do with us, but it's worked in us by his grace. So God says to the prophet, he gives him this command, prophesy to these bones and say to them, let's imagine preaching to this valley of bones, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And so the prophet Ezekiel does what God commands. He begins preaching God's word to this valley full of these dead bones. And this is now the turning point in the story, if you keep reading this chapter. Suddenly the bones begin collecting together and connecting to each other. Suddenly there are tendons that begin getting attached to them. And muscles start to develop on the bones. And, and skin starts to cover them. And they're still lying then like dead bodies all over this valley. And then God gives this command. He says to Ezekiel, prophesy to the wind, come and breathe into these slain so that they may live. And again, he preaches and proclaims the word of God. And sure enough, we're told breath entered them and they stand up on their feet. Just think what this looked like. It's amazing. They stand up on their feet, we're told, a vast army. Now, God is trying to demonstrate the power that he alone has and that he alone then puts into his word where it is preached and proclaimed and put into people's hearts. Later on, God says through Ezekiel about the spiritual life in us. He says, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. Does that sound like people do something to turn over their heart to God? No, that's not the way the Bible describes conversion. God, God is the one who takes the glory. He says, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. Through his word, God now enters these dead corpses and causes them to become visibly alive with life. And that's a, a beautiful picture for us of how God, through his word, gives life and has placed such power into his word. We see this in the creation account. We see it when Jesus was calming the storm on the Sea of Galilee, when Jesus raised the dead, Lazarus, the young man of Nain, Jairus' daughter. We see it when, when Christ says who he is in the Garden of Gethsemane and knocks over all of his captors. God has placed a power, his almighty power, into his word of all places. And so when that word goes out and is preached into our dead hearts and ears, that is how faith is awakened in us. 
That is how we come to a knowledge of our true condition of spiritual death and are brought to what Christ did on the cross for us and, and shown this beautiful Savior that we have. The, the beautiful gospel is the power of God to salvation, to work life in our hearts, to now love God and to appreciate the forgiveness of our sins. God, through the power of his word, connected that to the water in your baptism and, and made it a powerful means to, to give you faith in Christ. He takes the power of his word and puts it in the mouth of a sinful pastor and declares the forgiveness of sins to you. And it's as if heaven itself has done that through that mouth. He takes the power of his word and through the pastor again has it spoken over regular bread and wine and through that miraculously gives us the body and blood of our Savior all by the power of his word. So God says here, you will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you up from your graves. Right here in front of me, and if you were to stand up here and look back, you would see this too. Right here is the vast army of God that he has created by the power of his word. And here we stand together, alive in faith in Christ, confessing that Savior, looking forward to heaven. All glory to God alone. Amen. Please join me in the Te Deum Laudamus. Let us rise.
through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. 